Uh, I'm going to say good evening in this case because it's evening for me as at the time of recording. Uh, it's uh, episode 17, season three, and welcome to this episode of Dads and Dragons. Jamie, how are you? I am glorious. We, uh, we, we, the Lions won today, so I'm happy. So yeah, so happy with that. Um, but very, yeah, very, just great day. Great day. Great day. Great it's a good news day, son. <laughs> We're here. So how are you, my yeah. friend? I'm good, mate. Like I said, great, great, great win for the Lions. Uh, tip of the cap to, to Gatland and all the players. God, I love rugby so much. Yes, I love rugby as yeah. almost as much as I love D&D. <laughs> almost. 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 Um, so, yeah, so we'll quickly, we'll quickly do the old things. So, yeah, dad at dad underscore dragons. Twitter, yeah. Twitter. Uh, come Link find tree. us on there. Linktree. We're all, all there. Come you know our, where we are. We, come if on, you if don't know where we are. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, you know where we are. Yeah, you tell know your friends. Tell your friends. They'll tell their friends and then... We'll get bigger. Yeah. We'll say thank you. And then we can do this for a full-time living. Please. That's what we want. I'd That's like a dream. That. I'd like that. Yeah. We yeah. haven't played this week, have we? No, we haven't. And also, I, I also wanted to say congratulations to uh, Royal Britannia. They just hit 50,000 downloads. Amazing. Well so done, cool. lads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. All the yeses. Um, if there's a bunch of boys that deserve the praise, it's them guys. They, uh, I, do, I don't even know what episode. We're on like 60-something episodes or something. And be able to kind of churn out an hour-long episode plus a week. That's a lot of work. With, you know, a complete homebrew with those four idiots that James yeah. is, you know, you know, we we know how much he, we love him, but yeah, yeah, fair play to them. They really deserve it. They're hardworking. They're so helpful to you know, all the other podcasts and people as well. So yeah, so and massive, they'll go massive. all the way. They'll go all the way. Yeah. Um, Round of applause there. Yeah, to, to be fair, we actually don't have a lot to talk about with the game side of things. Um, no, because we haven't really played. Weeks, yeah, it's all been. But I've got a week off this week. Yes, yes. I can't wait. And Thursday is the big day. We still can't say. We still can't say, no. but you want to be there. You do not want to miss this one. Yeah, this is, that's going to be next Sunday we're going to drop that one. It is mm. going to be great. I'm super duper duper excited. Mm. And that's it. Not talking about money more. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. I'd rather, talk, I'd rather talk about what's coming up. Well, we've got two little bits to talk about now, yeah? Yeah, so, so we, got, we are going to continue yeah. with our revisiting the, the classes. Classes. So yep. we're gonna we're gonna go with Bard today, my favourite. <laughs> and we have also we we got interviewed. <laughs> yeah, we got interviewed we <laughs> by by Steph from uh, TTRPG Kids. And, she is awesome. Yeah, and also a nomad, so she's doubly awesome. Double awesome. And to make her trebly awesome, we said, "Well, can we ask you questions?" So we yeah. recorded, and she's going to be on our show now. Well, we're later on in the show today. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <sighs> God bless D and D. We just love D and D, don't we? <laughs> right, I know. I know it's a bit different. I know it's a bit off key of, and we just kind of mentioned rugby now. But mm-hmm. I want to say, I coach Lawrence's daughter, mm-hmm. and we had a game, <gasps> and I can't express how proud I am of those girls, of your daughter. It was yep. one of the best games I've got to coach watch for a long time. Yeah, we so I 
I'm a big fan of the Lions. It's pretty much one of my biggest things. But I can genuinely say with my hand on my heart, uh, and I realize I'm biased, but it doesn't matter because it's my opinion, that that was the <laughs> most interesting, fascinating, edge of my seat game of rugby I've ever watched. Jamie is their coach. He is a fantastic coach. Gatland is going to call him any day <laughs> to coach Wales, the Wales women. And yep. Well, we, we smashed them, didn't we? Yeah, we absolutely was, and, smashed and, them. And do you know what? I didn't give them credit. And we do this all the time. We don't give our kids enough credit as no, as, as parents. So think, hard on them. And I think, you know, most parents can probably... Um, relate. Yeah, of course they can relate to it, you know. And there's times where I know you've got frustrated because you might be not pulling her weight at training. But that's what training is, I suppose, isn't it? And we, we, mm-hmm. we're the same, me and Tom, the other coach. We go away and go, oh, God, that was, you know. But we forget. They're learning. But they put everything into that game. It was the last game of the season. It was against our rivals. And, it was a derby, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a derby game. Parents were having bets, weren't they, in the crowd? It, <laughs> opposite it, parents. Like, opposite opposite sides. parents were having, like, you know, they knew each other outside of, like, the rugby, and they were, like, kind of, like... All friendly, all friendly. It was all, like, uh, a, you know, a beer or something, a beer, wasn't it? It's a beer. And it was, you know, our parents were cashing in. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was so, lots of beer going around. The final score was... And, and bearing in mind, you only get one point for a try. Yeah, we weren't, weren't kicking or doing the points, so it was just, it was just one try, one. You know. And it and it was 15-2, am I correct? 20. Seriously? Yeah, it was 20 tries. Amelia said that the other day, and I was like, no, nah, no, sweetheart. I, I said it wasn't 20. I said, it, you did did well, so it, but you didn't do 20. It got to the point where the referee kept coming over to me and Tom and saying, can, can, can you kick off to them? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And do you know what? I know probably people listening to this are going, oh my God, you should have stopped the game and all that. I was like, yeah, maybe. But, you know, we we were always talking to the other coaches. The other coach was like, yeah, carry on, play, play. There was never like, a safety issue. No, it was never a safety issue. There was never anything like that. And even the other coach was going, yeah, carry on. I'm like, oh, good Lord, this is becoming a bit of a bloodbath. But anyway, I digress. This is a D&D podcast, but I just wanted to say to you, because I haven't really spoke to you since, but yeah. proper proud of your daughter. Absolutely <laughs> smashed it. Well, same to you, mate, because great coaching. That was the difference on the day, coaching. I was, I'm not only am I a coach, I'm a bard. You sure are. And let's segue into the bardness. That's <laughs> a beautiful segue. You can tell this is not our first podcast now, is it? <laughs> this isn't our first rodeo. No. It's not. <laughs> so you want to talk about bars, mate? Yeah, well, the thing is, we wanted to kind of... Look, we said last week, we talked about how we have now played the game and we've we've, we've come across players and, we've, and, and ourselves. We've kind of made second characters, third characters. Yeah. and we've learned a bit more about them. So instead of just talking about nuts and bolts and recipes, we want to talk about how you can play these characters and you know the, the way the classes help within the party. Um, majority of the time I'm playing a bard, and I have learned so much about this character. I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, from the bat, right out from the bat, if they're... In my opinion, there's two classes that are the best for role-playing. What Bard is one of them. They are just built for role-playing. Yeah. Um, the other really? one is, in my opinion, again, is is, is a sorcerer. Just because mm-hmm. I think there's something quite demonic about them, and I think that's quite good to play. But as a Bard goes, they are... I don't know, they are the most role play class out there which is your bread and butter as well isn't it that plays into your side your hand and i think yeah and it just makes it just great fun you know yeah what, what, what more fun can we have than sitting around a table and making your, your, your party laugh or your party 
just kind of hold their head and go, oh my God, what's he doing now? Yeah. Um, I see a lot of kind of memes out there and lots of people kind of talk, and it's all about the, the bar seducing things and trying to get things into bed and stuff. But no, 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 it, there's so much more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, bards, um, I mean, they can be scholars, they can be scoundrels, they, you know, they're, they're spellcasters, yeah, pretty much. But they can also kind of wield swords as well, depending on what kind of college you go to. Um, they thrive on storytelling, being the centre of attention, making sure. Um, I don't know, like, I mean, they tell stories. Th- those stories could be true. They could be false. It doesn't matter. So you're kind of like yeah. good at deception, but you've got all these little things that the bars, bars can do, and it depends on how you build it. They can manipulate people. They can demoralize your your, your enemy, um, create illusions, heal. They literally I mean, have their instance, foot in everything. Yeah. Do you remember, for instance, we walked into that camp once, and you convinced that guard. Uh, I'm not sure what race guard it was that you had to take him off somewhere uh, and and then that gave us an opportunity to sneak in while the guard was distracted because you convinced yeah. him correctly it was brilliant yeah and that's and again it's it's one of those those characters that if you if you play right and you get the stats in the right place with the proficiencies yeah. you can literally just walk in and just just tell anything to anyone and they'll believe you like great out point, of initiative great yeah, out of initiative aren't they I think I rolled that well that I almost, I had pretty much convinced this guard that we went to Christmas, like the Christmas party. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Yeah. Remember we got drunk and he's like, chill off vaguely, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's feeling his embarrassment wash over him, like, I don't recognise this guy, but yeah, I'm just yeah, going to no, have yeah. to go along with it. Yeah, and it was like, and you know they they talk about the whole thing about, you know, don't split the party, but I literally just like, like you guys do what you do, and I wandered off with this guy and went, grabbed a hot dog. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know it's again, like I say, like like a bard is is that is that is that really good character if you've got someone who's really kind of out there, who's funny, witty, likes to be centre of attention. I'm not saying that's all me, maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But for quick build, it's charisma. Everything you need to do is pump your charisma. Your your, your big stat is charisma because that's how you spell cast. That's how you use your proficiencies like, you know, uh, deception and uh, all all, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then it's really up to you. I mean, if you want to go down the School of Valor, which is kind of sword and armor, you pick Mm -hmm. your strength. If you want to go down law, which is okay, you can kind of do your decks or your your constitution. You know, it doesn't matter what you do there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or your intelligence, you can kind of... But always make sure your charisma is a high one because that's your spell casting. You're reasonably useless without that. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Now, going on to spell casting, um, again, we've talked about this on on other podcasts, but they they literally have the best cantrip. It's the the greatest out there. I mean, Vicious Mockery. And the way we play it at our table is... If I can make you laugh with my vicious mockery, then I've passed. It, it, that's it's it. cast. There's, there's no rolls. We just go, yeah, you've won. I'm not even going to do anything because it's yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Because there's there's something about bards where if you sat at the table and I went to you, I cast vicious mockery, and then that's it. It takes the yeah. it takes it away from the spell because you you read the spell and you go, um, well, what I do is. Oh, I insult roll this person. X dice. I, I, yeah, I, I roll X dice. You've got to win on this uh, saving throw, and I, his insult hurts him. Come on, in, cool. in, insult me then, you know. And yeah, give it a shot. Go for it. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, like I say, quick build for, for a bard, we're going back, sorry, going back and forth now, is yeah, make sure you get your charisma going first. Choose probably entertainer background, again, it's up to you depending on where you go, but entertainer background is really good for it. Um, and then make sure that you get Vicious Mockery into your arsenal, especially if you're a role player, it's just out there. Um, throughout the kind of last year, we played with other bards and stuff like that. I've met some really, really clever ways to play it. I've got people who've done it through singing. We've met people that have done it through their instruments. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Casting yeah. through their instruments. Um, we've had people that have seduced everyone we've came up against. We've had people yeah, that have yeah. just... You, 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 the list is endless. Um, yeah. I literally am just gushing over this absolutely wonderful, wonderful bard. I, always, I, I just want to jump in there for a second. Oh. And I, it's, it's an example we've used before, but it's, it's worth saying that I didn't realise the effectiveness of a vicious mockery and, and then your next role is at disadvantage. You think, oh, great, that's taken four wounds off. And then you come to your next round and he, he's rolling at disadvantage. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that powerful character is that much less powerful. Yeah, that's it. It's really powerful. And the thing is, you know, don't want to be blowing smoke up my backside, but I think we've had some really great moments with my character over the over the years I've say over the years over over the, the time we've used him there was times where we've gone and, and met queens and yeah I've but we never would have got to see without the, the bard and, and I've just literally just walked in and everyone's believed yeah. us and I've brought all the party through there's been times where like you say I've, I've stopped guards coming to find you guys yeah I've, I'm pretty sure it wasn't so long ago I stopped a fight mid fight just stopped it and everyone just stopped yeah, you didn't you ask you, you asked the leader of the gang to stop. I just literally just stopped and I rolled and I think I got this uh excuse me, I've got a I have got a spell that does do that. It kind of like you bellow your voice and everyone just stopped. And because yeah. they all rolled uh they rolled below what they needed to, they all stopped and stopped and looked. But you lot carried on. So we they completely missed their turn. This it's so powerful. It's yeah. so powerful like that. Very powerful, extremely underrated. Um, yeah, but if you want to have a character that's a little bit melee, a little bit spellcasty, and really heavy on the roleplay, I can't recommend Bard enough. Yeah, that's your one. It's 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 built for that, and yeah, that's 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 my little, I, I, little I, bit on Bards. To, yeah, I was gonna say I I like I just I don't want I don't want to I don't think I want to play Dungeons and Dragons without playing with a Bard. They're that good. Yeah, I've, in the in the team, they're great. Yeah, yeah no, because I've gone on. And play different characters. I've got a monk, and I've got I've got other couple of characters. But I really miss my bard when I'm not playing him. Yeah, because I, I understand him and I get him. I've I've based him very loosely on like Star Lord. You know, he's kind of yeah. cool, but he's useless at the same time. You know. Yeah. You know, he he always stands next to the guys that are like the Thor when he has to kind of <laughs> puff his chest out, puff his chest out, and kind of speak like this, and kind of everyone's like, <laughs> "What are you doing, Jamie?" Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sound like an idiot man but it, it's very much like that like I remember there was one scene I remember and I, and I had it in my head and you guys were talking to that queen and I kind of stayed back and I had this whole thing written down because I knew I was going to drop it and it worked out perfectly but I remember like I just strummed my my lute my guitar and everyone kind of stopped in the court turned around and looked at me and uh and I, and I, I remember, remember me standing up in the thing. I stood up and I kind of put one leg on the wall, kind of laid back. <laughs> yeah. Power stance. You know, power stance. And everyone kind of turned and looked. And I kind of like walked forward and held my loot out to a guard and let go, thinking he'd take it. He didn't. And it landed <laughs> yeah, on the I deck. remember that. Do you remember I remember that? that. And then 
and then just went into this massive speech. And to be fair to Bryn, who was the um, the DM at the time, because he was panicking because he thought, oh, don't don't make this a love scene. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, I came up with this whole massive, massive speech and to, to convince this this lady. And like, next thing I know, he's like going, oh, don't even roll, mate. Like, that's it. You've got it. You've yeah. got what you wanted. She's pretty much fallen in love with you, like. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kept, I remember, like, texting all week going, mate, next weekend, we're going on a date. And he's just like, nah, not playing, not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And it's one of those, like I say, it's one of those characters you can really, I, I drive to work and I think of scenarios that I can do with Andrell because he's funny, he's rubbish, he's great, he's all, all of them. But I would say to, to slightly metagame a little bit, you, you are better off given the, the you will know who is going to play bard best in yeah. your party friends yeah. you'll be like yeah you're bard yeah, you, yeah they will stand out because they will generally be bardish themselves <laughs> idiots yeah total idiots <laughs> but yeah that's it that's so really i know we want to just kind of briefly revisit yeah. so that's my little brief revisit i've played him now for over a year i can't say enough about bards i think they're no. probably probably my favorite characters favorite class by a mile yeah, yeah. You 100%. played them well. There we go. There Nuts go. and bolts. <laughs> that was it. Uh, so uh, now we're going to swiftly segue into our interview with uh, Steph. Uh, Jamie, take it away. Okay. Well, thank you, Lawrence, for that lovely introduction. Um, we are joined today not only by one of our fellow nomads, yes. but we are also joined by the creator of TTRPG. Um, blog and and twitter handle uh steph welcome to the show hi so i am steph and i run the ttrpg kids blog and twitter account for kind of helping uh parents and teachers and caregivers find resources for introducing their kids to tabletop rpgs that's amazing it's so interesting isn't it how how well what we do and what steph does meets yeah, because it is literally the intersection point. What Steph is trying to do and what we're trying to do is the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course right, it is. Right. I mean, you know, we've done this now with the kids for over a year now, and now Steph is literally, you know, she's getting out to the school, she's getting out to the the, the world, and I love it. Yeah, it, it it really it really is that. And um, does it does it give you does it give you a sense of reward to do that? For sure. So I'm actually kind of between jobs because of some stuff with COVID right now. So um, kind of left my old job doing a little bit of a career pivot. And this is like the in-between part. And I sort of needed a project to feel <laughs> like I was having impact. <laughs> and so I sort of, um, uh, I guess, made this whole TTRPG Kids project to sort of... Um, it, gives me something to do and helps me to feel like I'm helping people and, you know, helping kids. It's a fun project that I do with my son because all the games that I review, I try out with him. And, um, yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I I wish I had my mom, like, you know, she kind of like, yeah, like, never going to play this game this week. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we're gonna play the dinosaur game this week, and he's like, dinosaurs, and then he's like obsessed with dinosaurs for the next five days. So, yeah, love That's amazing. That. So, so um, I, I sort of pre-jumped the question a little bit there. So I, I'm going to go back on myself a little bit, and, and I'm going to ask, can can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, use a bit about your background, and can you can you go from there? 
Yeah. So, um, work-wise, I am an engineer. Um, Are so, you really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I worked at NASA for a little bit. What? For like a Hang summer. on. Hang on. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop. This is crazy. It was. It was for a summer doing like an internship, and then I ended up going into automotive. And I um, was working on vehicle kind of like body structure design. And then I moved into safety. <laughs> so I was designing airbags and crashing cars for testing. Oh, That's my God. Amazing. You, this literally the stock value has just gone up like 100%. <laughs> like I always tell people like my job was crashing things. So it, it, was, it was always fun. It's like fun to like... Like airbags, like hit, they have an explosive in them, so kind of like got to blow stuff up and crash cars. So. You and Jamie have common ground. We do have common Jamie ground. Yeah. Does that. Nice. Yeah. In automotive, like. Uh, yeah, not ours is or... automotive. Ours is for the the Ministry of Defense. We just test their tanks and break them. And that's, oh, about nice. much, and that's about as much as you can say about that. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm actually pretty good at it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I break stuff. So, did your paycheck? say nasa on it um one of them did yeah oh my so the, yeah Jeez. it was like um i kind of like won a internship contest and then got to go work at like a nasa facility for a summer That's doing amazing. some uh, stuff with like supersonic jet engines so <laughs> <laughs> I, we've got a few questions written down here, but I sorry. want to digress for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about D&D anymore. I want to talk about yeah, NASA. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. That was, that's my background. It's, uh, it's always crazy. Like... <laughs> That, that, that is nuts. So uh, just just one more one more question about this digression and then well we'll get back on track yeah, then. Yeah. So this internship that you won, what yeah. what was that? Um so that was uh it was an uh aeronautical scholarship program uh kind of um like essay contest. And um so it was like a scholarship internship combo and I yeah. And you won. Yeah. <laughs> Do you That's know what IQ is? <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my work history. And right now I am pivoting into teaching at the local university. Amazing. Um, for engineering. So I'm kind of like flipping around. I kind of feel like I sort of, it's, it's like a, a journey, I will say. <laughs> kind of okay. like go, going, uh, in different directions with it, but like same subject. Amazing. Okay, oh. your question now, Jim. Oh, uh, no, yeah, let's 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 get back. Bring it back to what we normally talk Next about, question. and with the yeah. four questions we've written down. So number one is, uh, so basically, tell us how you actually got into uh, TTRPG. Yeah. So the very first game that I played, um, my husband had started playing with a group of his friends from work. And, um, like, it was just like a mini campaign, like maybe three or four sessions. And the last one, I was like, can I like join in? Because this sounds really cool. And they were all like, oh yeah, come on in. And I had a blast and then it ended. And I was like, oh man. And like nobody that we knew was starting it back up again. And, you know, a couple of years went by and then my brother was like, oh, you played D&D before, right? There's this. Uh, like critical role 
show that you probably really like. And so I started watching that <laughs> and it just got like hooked back into it. And I got my cousin hooked and started talking <laughs> to my husband about it. And we're like, we got enough people, we can just like make a game. So then I just homebrewed a world and got them all playing and it was kind of been going since. So that was a couple years ago. Um, it was maybe like two and a half, three years ago-ish. And we've all kind of been playing ever since and we have like a little D&D Discord server now and there's maybe like 15 people on it and we kind of have, I think there's like four or five campaigns running at any given time. <laughs> wow. So like we're not all in all of them, but you know, that's yeah. just kind of like this little group formed and we kind of have a few campaigns going. So. Isn't it an amazing thing that everyone does? They they buy the books and then they buy the starter pack and then they they get probably about to level two in the star edition or essential skills, and they go right. Let's homebrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to make my own world. And next thing, I find myself like at like three o'clock in the morning, like on World Anvil, creating worlds. Like you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. It's like once you start, like the ideas just kind of keep coming. Like it just. It just goes. So it it, it, tr- it really is a tool for creativity. That is that is hundred percent why it belongs in the schools. There there is no, creativity is not pushed in modern schooling enough. It's just not. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place for it. You know, it's all very regimen. You learn your times tables. You do this. You do this. You do. This. Creativity is not pushed that enough. Yeah. And I think it's great what you're doing. Yeah. Um. So, so uh, it's kind of similar question, but uh, if you could tell us about uh, when you first got your kids involved with it. Yeah. So um, I started playing tabletop RPGs um, and I use the, the term loosely um, with my son when he was two and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it started out with just kind of like, I've been calling it interactive story time. So I'm like, oh, uh, Poof the Rabbit um, is one of the characters he really likes, like is going to go perform at the King's birthday party what should he do? <laughs> and kind of like giving him right. some questions to answer and sort of using that to introduce like role-playing concepts and getting him to sort of um, be involved in the story. And then That's awesome. from there, we sort of started introducing some systems. So um, like Sam Fantasy, um, Hero Kids, uh, Flip Tales, a few others. Yeah. Um, just slowly introducing different mechanics and uh, different ideas for how to play the story out. That, I, Joy, it's funny because like, like I, the dice is for me, I think was the, the was the, was the thing that hooked them because <clears throat> now they get to pick their own dice and they've got different colored ones. But like I found the other day, Reese, Reese lived a whole morning by the dice and it was brilliant. It was so funny. Like he, he chose his yeah. breakfast because of the dice. He chose what he wore because of the dice. And he just walked around with his dice all day. It was it was so funny to see him like roll and he'd be like really disappointed because he'd be like, oh God, I wanted cereal, but he's got to have toast now. And <laughs> the dice giveth and yeah, the dice take. Yeah. But it's, it's nice. Like when, you know, like you say with like the whole role play stuff, like, you know, you, as soon as you start adding a bit of fate in there and, you know, and options and stuff, it, it hooks yeah. them and their creativity is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Their, their creativity is. is 10 times better than ours yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely um i just want to jump in actually say because that just reminded me did anyone do those um rpg books when you roll the dice yes is it livingston 
that was that was a major part for me as well. Um, I know we mentioned earlier on, but those you know you had the choices. Yeah. And it's just when you said you were you were you relaying a story to your son, and then you say, "Oh, what do you want to do now?" Well, that's that's kind of what happened in the book, and you'd have to roll a dice, and you had AC and all the rest of it. But yeah, they were amazing. Because it yeah, wasn't it like if you went way. like if you went down the, the sewers, you went to page seven. If you went that's right into yeah. the woods, yeah, you yeah, went yeah, to page twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, I know the ones. They yeah, were absolutely. I, yeah, I loved them. I had tons of them when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were brilliant. But yeah, but it's this exactly a similar thing to what you were doing with your son. You had you had option yeah. A and option B. You know, so, what do you want to do? And then So what stage are you at the moment then with, with your your boy then? What what what's he playing? What kind of level? Is it full blown D and D now or <laughs> He's only three. Okay. So we're still not up to like full blown D and D. Um, but I have introduced him to a couple of like Parstone D and D rules. Oh wow. Where um it's not really stat tracking. It's more like, here's a really short list of spells. And <laughs> if you roll above a 10 on the D20, like, you just kind yeah, of pass. <laughs> so it's kind of like, a, and there's like a couple mechanics I've been playing with um, and just kind of like very slightly introducing new concepts to them. So we're kind of building up to it, but it's still mostly story-based. And then we try out different mechanics here and there. Um I've been trying to do a different system with him every other week. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, this one doesn't use dice. It uses, um, like, just storytelling elements. Or this one is a D6 system. This one's a D20 system. This one only goes up to a D10. Yeah. And kind of changing it up with him, it maybe takes him a minute to get to the new system. But I can see he's getting a lot faster at picking it up and a lot better with like recognizing numbers and things like that so i mean that's ridiculous that's that's kind of what we're working on right now that's that's crazy yeah i mean a three-year-old that gets systems that quickly i mean yeah we're still struggling with lawrence (laughs) (laughs) you think he's kidding (laughs) (laughs) so like um yeah Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, like, so is is this, and it kind of gets me on to kind of my next question because I want to talk about your your blog and and like the games that you've created. But like, mm-hmm. are you looking to like get them out there, like publish these, get a Kickstarter going or something? Just because to me, this is kind of blowing me blowing me away. I've got um, a few projects that I'm working on, and one of them I am hoping to go to Kickstarter with. So I've got the blog, which is kind of like. I want that to be a resource hub. Yeah. And then I've been releasing um, games on Ichio. Uh, they're called Story Guider. And those ones are kind of like the a little bit of like a choose your own adventure kind of stories. Um, but they're geared at kids ages two and up. And they kind of, they're aimed at practicing two-year-old skills. So age appropriate levels of like number recognition or counting. Um, like physical activities and things like that. And then also like social and emotional skills. So like, you know, the character is scared. Let's do a deep breathing exercise and then (laughs) work out the problem. So um, just to kind of introduce some of those concepts, since it it helps my son, um, I have another game that's maybe coming out in a month that uses a randomization system that is not dice. (laughs) So, um, its working title is it was uh, Magical Mayhem in a Mug. Yes. So, um, and then I've got a book series, like it's three books. Um, it's under illustration right now. 
Um, and I'm hoping that that one goes to Kickstarter. Are we getting exclusives here? I feel like we're getting exclusives. <laughs> getting exclusives here, definitely. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. That's so cool. So. Can, oh. can you can you tell us about the random uh, system? Can you or is that is that a bit of top secret at the moment? Um, I'm still kind of I'm still play testing some of it, but it's basically like um, so. If you've ever played like a deck building game, it's yeah. kind of like you start out with a minimal deck of cards that have like certain abilities, and as you progress, um, you add more cards into it. Like you get to pick the cards in order to alter your skills. Right. This is like um, drawing pieces out of a cup. <laughs> so you add different tokens to the the pool and then draw them out as you go. So it kind of alters like what types of magic you can do. And so it is cool. all um, pictorial. So kids don't need to read and there's no dice for them to like swallow. So, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> so potentially, and I'm just, again, because I haven't heard this before, potentially that magic can change each time yes that's so it's kind of like if you put more fire tokens in there yeah you have a greater chance of casting fire spells if you put more water ones in yeah you get a better chance of the water ones and there's like a couple mechanics i'm toying with to get like um kind of like an ultimate move depending on if you draw a certain number of things L- like a it's, jackpot rolls in or something yeah, yeah. Wow. It's like and then you can like summon a tidal wave or a hurricane yeah. or something that's like move. Winds of Magic. It's not the same. It's not the same uh, numerical system. It's like Winds of Magic in Warhammer. Like you have to sort of, you sort of give yourself a better chance of something happening that you right. want. Yeah. So yeah. you increase your chances of something happening, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen because it could fold another way. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it's that. Awesome. That's, that's really cool, and especially because you don't know what the magic's going to be at the end. I think that's such a good idea. Again, for the kind of creative side of it, that's insane. That's I want brilliant. to go, just very briefly go back to what you were saying earlier on. It's about the encouraging kids to do this. It, when I look at Dungeons & Dragons, it's like somebody created the ultimate way to teach kids numeracy, reading, skill, like life skills. It's, it's absolutely the perfect storm of things to teach kids thing and at a young age there's no there's no like you could say that Dungeons & Dragons carries the stigma of nerds and all the rest of it but at a young age that is not there. They're just... <laughs> role-playing all kids role play is to absolutely part of uh like development for yeah. all humans of course it it's is, yeah. perfect it's perfect tool it's perfect of course tool. It is. and i think especially now with with the age that we live in with technology i mean we, we, we can do this interview because of technology and stuff like that but like there was almost a point where we were losing the you know the days where we used to run around the garden yeah. with sticks as yeah. guns and all that stuff and then all of a sudden the computer kind of ages has now taken over but to be able to still sit down at the table or when in the middle of covid we would sit around the table mm-hmm. you would sit around your table uh, yeah. with the kids and we could still play but to get them on on the table is 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 is, is so important yeah and, it is you know and like i say technology does everything and well, we talked to someone from nasa of course technology does everything but <laughs> <laughs> but you know to, to kind of re- rein it back in and it's really still popular which i i love you know that the kids are still loving this so with all of that in mind, all that we've discussed, um, I wanted to ask you about the dream table, which is nearly always my favorite question. Um, I really like to see what people want to put. Can you tell us your dream table for Dungeons & Dragons? Okay, so I would like to do a mini one for my son. Cool, Scott. Um, so for doing a D&D session with my son, 
I would want Mr. Rogers and LeVar Burton. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Because they're like, <laughs> they were my heroes growing up. So. Yes. <laughs> like, I think that would just be like the most wholesome, like, game ever. Who was the and second one? I missed that because I was laughing at Mr. LeVar Rogers. Burton. So, yes. Uh, he played Jordy LaForge and he was also reading Rainbow Guy. Yeah. So I grew up with both of those and he was like, He's one of my heroes. So I was like, <laughs> that would be for my son. I would want to like have that table. And then for me. Okay, so <laughs> before I get into the list, they're all going to be chaotic bards. But from a different college. <laughs> so they're all bards. <laughs> all bards. Right, can I play this game as well? I want to be in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the first one, Patrick Stewart, which is College nice. of Eloquence. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Ian McKellen, which is College of Lore, and I just think the two of them playing together would be amazing. Yeah, I would. And then Jack Black and Terry Crews, both doing College of Valor. And then Mark Hamill doing a glamour bard. (laughs) Oh my god, because that is absolutely... Because I only found out the other day that Mark Hamill, I I didn't realise this, everyone's going to go, yeah, of course, he's an amazing voice actor. He's the most amazing voice actor played joker so many times and it's always yeah. super chilling i think he could do a super edgy glamour bird like so. i can't believe that you've got the schools as well that or the colleges it's just the, jamie's losing it i'm losing my head here i'm absolutely <laughs> fanboying over this table it's the <laughs> best table this, it is literally the best table i've ever heard in my life i i would tune into this weekly if this was a, if this was a thing like, it'd be so funny together i think like just that that energy like all of them have like some crazy energy going on. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to add that now. I want because I'll do my dream table, and I hundred percent would have Patrick Stewart in it. One hundred percent. I love Patrick Stewart. I love a lot of the ones on that list. Lavar Burton, uh, McKellen. Uh, that's Jack Black for God's sake. Who is um, the original Bard? Yeah, he is the original Bard. But Patrick Stewart, I, I've got a bit of a man crush on Patrick Stewart. I watch, <laughs> I watch Star Trek: Next Generation every single night. So as soon as you said Lavar Burton and Patrick Stewart, I'm losing it here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Trekkie, so like Patrick Stewart was going to make it on the list one way or another. <laughs> are you, um, are you original or Next Gen? Um, I grew up on Next Generation, and then we'd kind of like dabble in original series, and then um, I, I've watched all of Star Trek. Like, <laughs> I watched like, everything. My first day with my husband was to a Star Trek movie, so it was. Oh yeah, what a, he's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> so I it was. Pony. I had suggested it. I'm like, hey, this is a Star Trek movie. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, but, I'm actually crying. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It is, that that table is too much. It is. I, yeah. It, it, I think. I think I always said that you can never break D and D. I think you just broke it. Yeah, yeah. You just broke it because I don't think you'd ever ever be able to leave the tavern. There'd be no adventuring. There'd be nothing. Yeah. There'd be no encounters. Yeah. It'll just. How would you do anything? No. Even even if they came across the enemies, the enemies would just walk away because they'd be bored because they're like, oh god, they're they're still talking. <laughs> so charismatic. <laughs> Um, so with that in mind, I think that's a pretty good time to end the show, do you not? Yes, Jen? yes. Thank you very much, Steph, for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me on. It's fun. No, not at all. I mean, I, I, I was just a good show. Just Patrick Stewart. God bless him. God bless you, <laughs> Steph. God bless you. 
<laughs> All right, excellent. Well, thank you, Steph, again, and we will see you soon because we're playing Cam to Keep together. Yep. And yes. I hear that you're DMing soon as well. Yeah. Right, I can't remember what level you're to... coming in. Yeah, I'll be in one of them soon anyway. I can't remember. Like, but... down, so I'll be able yeah. to join in now. <laughs> yeah. Crazy yeah, so hopefully we'll be getting the Nomads on the go again. But again, like I say, yep. from, from myself, Alliance, thank you so, so much, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Yeah. See you around. Thanks.